1: You white people wore me down. Yes, y'all did. Wore me down and wore me out. I give. I give. I'm taking the damn vaccine. I was hesitant. I said I wasn't going to do it. And I could not get on WCCO radio without Linnea or Tom or John or Christy Peel or somebody sending a note to the text line or calling in to the station to say, when is Shaletta going to get the vaccine? I can't stand the rain. I couldn't stand the pain. So this week, I'll be going to get the COVID-19 vaccine. And I I have to tell y'all, because we family, I'm scared. I'm scared. And, And, you know, I got questions. So I needed to call the smartest person that I know Um, the only person I know with as many letters behind their name as there are in the alphabet Dr. Uh, Neka Sederstrom uh, with Hennepin Health, she's the Chief Health Equity Officer PhD, MPH, MA FCCP, FCCM uh you you know what girl you just gonna have to uh, break this down for me because um there are a lot of us out here who are scared and i just figured i needed to do it afraid my son turned 15 and he said for his birthday he wanted me to get the vaccine my friend chad harman was bought in tears uh wcco listeners uh wouldn't take no for an answer And so now I'm at a point where I got to go get this vaccine, and I have been hesitant. I have put it off. I said no. I said maybe. I said no again. And now I am finally saying yes. Dr. Cedarstrom, I got questions, and and I got concerns.
0: Well, then you're a healthy-minded person because that's where we want people to be. We want people to have questions so that we can help answer them and have concerns that we can address so that you can go and make a a wise informed decision. And I'm really glad your son said to get the shot because that is the right move. It's the way to protect him and you and other family members around you and our community at large. I've had the shot now for a very long time and it's fine, it's good. You feel great, you feel better, you feel happy that you know that your chances of, of getting the disease are really slim and you know that if you do get some sort of weird breakthrough, that it won't kill you. And there's some real peace in knowing that fact.
1: You know, my friend Dave Harrigan, who is a producer for a Corey Heppler's show here at uh, the Good Neighbor Station, he said that he felt a sense of relief. Um, he said he felt like he could breathe. Um, and, and he said mm-hmm. there's a peace that, that that you feel after you get the exactly. shot that he can't um, describe, but but before the shot, girl, my nerves are bad. I'm drinking, not Enough. talking to you because uh, if it wasn't for this great duck Vodka, I might have just called in because I was like, I don't want to <laughs> talk to Dr. Cedarstrom because she gonna make sense of this whole thing and she's gonna blow all my crazy uh, conspiracy theories about what might and could happen to me out of the water because she is uh, a doctor and she studied this stuff and and you know all of my preconceived notions about things i just you know it, it's it's just it's it's fair and, and i gotta get over that and i just gotta do it afraid
0: well it's okay to be scared right because it's new and i know and understand why people are scared but what you have to remember is that even though it's new it was done mm-hmm. the right way there were no shortcuts they didn't do it so fast that they have no data to understand outcomes Mm-hmm, they were smart mm-hmm. about it. They were expeditious about it. And mm-hmm, the only reason mm-hmm. why it came out so fast is because we got rid of all the bureaucracy and were able to get to the point. And the point was getting a vaccine to help save people's lives. And that's where they went to. It wasn't like they cut any corners. It was just the fact that money and it was available and everybody was willing to, to offer their bodies for the science and to get in line to get the vaccine first and foremost. So they had enough test subjects. They had enough data. And they were able to jump a lot of cues that usually take years just because of basic stuff like enough people who want to sign up or enough money to go to the next step or, you know, making sure the paperwork is done. Those are just the reasons why vaccines take long, not necessarily because somehow the longer means that the science is better. It just means that there were other hoops that they had to go through. Those hoops got taken away until we were able to Mm -hmm. get the vaccine done in record time. So it's safe. Mm -hmm. It is important that we remember that. It has better efficacy than some of the basic vaccines that we normally get every day. My child is about to start in kindergarten, and you got to make sure he's got all those vaccines to start kindergarten. Right. Yeah. This yeah. vaccine yeah. has better efficacy than all of those. And we okay. don't shirk any duties or get any worried. Matter of fact, every time he looks at me like, I got to get another shot, I'm like, yes, baby, just get the shot and keep it moving <laughs> because it helps to take care of you. And that's yeah. what we want to promote, is taking care of you.
1: Okay, we got to take a quick commercial break, but I want to keep you for another segment because one of my concerns has been racism and the race racial disparities that exist in healthcare and some of the things that African Americans and especially African American women experience um, mm-hmm. childbirth, being sick, and going to the emergency room and being overlooked and undercared for. Um, are some of the things that cause me to pause when trying to trust my healthcare providers um, and, and this vaccine and, and the science. But you specialize in that, and I want to talk to you about that next. It is 7.50. You're listening to News Talk 830 WCCO Radio, your good neighbor station. It's still talking with Geraldine Steele, but she is out. I am in. My name is Shaletta Brundage, host of the Shaletta Show. You can catch me here every Saturday from 11 to 2, hanging out tonight with my friend Jonathan Lowe and Dr. Uh, Nika... Um, Girl, look, you know I've been drinking too much. <laughs> Cedarstrom, I'm acting like I don't know your name, girl. This great uh, vodka girl got me going. But anyway, that's what happened when you could go from the home studio. Because uh, in order for me to get this COVID vaccine, I got to be a little tipsy. Now, listen, the reason that I have been hesitant about the getting this vaccine is because of racial disparities in healthcare. It didn't start or end with me. And you know that. Um, you know, you can't expect black people to trust health care when we have been done so wrong by the medical community for so long. But you specialize in that. You are a recognized national speaker on many topics, including racism, racial disparity, bias, crisis standards, care and treatment, diversity and ethics. And, and so when black people come to you and say, girl, I don't trust it. I don't trust these vaccines. Let's be honest. I don't trust the white people that's giving it to me. What do you say, Dr. Cedar Street?
0: I say I, I feel you. That's what I say, because it's real. It's really hard to just trust a system that has been systemically and systematically disenfranchising and, and deliberately causing black and brown people to have harder, uh, shorter lives. So I get that. But the deal is, is the disease of COVID, especially COVID, has highlighted that the fact that there is systematic racism and institutional racism and environmental racism and just this overarching umbrella of racism that is the foundation of our society, that exists. And COVID shined a really big spotlight on that. And it is worse to get COVID if you're Black than it is to get the, the vaccine. So if you want to live, to be able to fight against the system, to be able to right the wrongs, make change, Build our next generation to give them a better opportunity. You got to get the vaccine because there's a harder chance to do that if you're
1: dead. <laughs> yeah, you can't do nothing that. if you're dead, girl. You get right. and that's what my son told me, girl. What messed me up is he said, "Mom, who gonna take care of us if you get sick, girl?" I couldn't tell him. I was like, "Maybe your daddy's girlfriend." I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, right. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Right. My boyfriend that's might come right. in and pitch in. I don't know. Right?
0: I, I don't know. <laughs> and that's why we got to do it. And so we have to do it. It's, getting the vaccine does not mean that all of a sudden now we trust the system. I know working in the system every day, day in and day out, that we have to do a lot of work to try and build trust between the black community, the native community, Hispanic community. We have to build it. We're not there yet. So I'm not going to say, oh, just trust us because we got it. No, that does it, that's not going to work. What I'm going to say is trust that the science will protect you from the thing that we know absolutely will kill you that's what we need to do we need to trust that the vaccine was done scientifically correct in order to keep you from dying from the racism that actually caused covid to be exacerbated in our community so that's where you need to put our trust and then we are working really hard especially at hennepin i'm working really really hard to try and develop that trusting relationship between the hospital system and the black community and the first way to do that is to acknowledge that the foundation of medicine was one, was built on racism and we got to be better we have to own it we've got to look at our outcomes we have to see how we're treating black folks and native folks and hispanic folks and asian folks and say we have to be better there's mm-hmm. no reason for us to be treating people differently when they have the same disease process they have no biological difference and all it is is a social construct that was made up of capitalism we can get past that
1: okay um you know folks are debating the masks again um, okay. I took my daughter to get her glasses this week and we had our masks on and they tried to tell a gentleman who was coming in to see the guy carrying in St. Paul, listen, we we'll are putting masks on again. He left a pair of glasses that he paid for in there because he didn't want to put the mask on because everybody, out, including me and my child, and then stormed off as if we had something to do with the mask mandate. Um, how effective is masking and um, why is it important to continue to do it if you have a vaccine?
0: I wonder if that man got in his car and drove off without a seatbelt. For <clears throat> With no driver's license in his pocket. Yeah. I don't understand why people believe that masks are somehow this a threat to our personal ability to make choices for ourselves. They're not. The same way that you can't get in your car and drive excessively over the speed limit or after you've done a couple of those gray duck shots, the same way you can't do that, the same way that you can't go into a space to actively provide an unsafe environment for other people. It, all it is is a public health 101. Masks protect yourself and they protect others from you. If we do it, we all saw what it felt like when earlier this summer the mask mandates listed because people were getting vaccines at record rates and we were able to try and feel a little more normal. Now we see what the effects are of the fact that that fell off and not everybody got vaccinated. And COVID it is a very, very smart bug. It changes and keeps changing. And we can't get in front of these variants if we don't do a good job of providing it less close to be able to be safe. That's why folks got to get vaccinated or we're going to go in and out of these mandates. And it's just a mask. It really is not that big a deal. It's a mask on your face. You can breathe. You can do all the things you need to do with talking. You can have expressions. The eyes are the windows to the soul. People can look in your eyes and know exactly what's going on. And it will not be forever. It'll just be until we get enough folks vaccinated. So the
1: faster mm-hmm. you get vaccinated, the quicker we get rid of math Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna do my part. Um, Chad convinced me. My son convinced me. My husband tried to talk to me. Our listeners were crying and texting and emailing and DMing. So I, I'm I'm gonna do my part and hopefully I
0: will come hold
1: your hand, girl. You look. I, I sent a note to Michelle Obama and I said, "Look, uh you lady, get on down here to Minnesota." And come hold my hand. I know you up there partying with your husband for his 60th birthday. But when y'all put Gabby uh, 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 Union and, and Dwayne Wade and John Legend and Chrissy Teigen out, and y'all clean up and close the tent, you 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 and your you and your big ear husband, y'all come on down here and hold my hand. Okay, show me you love me by being there for me. So so I, I'm gonna do it, and and hopefully I'll um, be and um, you know the inspiration and the motivation that. Some folks, especially folks who look like me, need uh, Dr. Sadusky. Thank really you so calm. much. Thank it's you so really much calm. for being you know, here. You won't feel it.
0: You won't
1: feel I, it. Well, you know what? That's okay. You're gonna be right there with me. And when I get That's to right. squeezing and holding and kicking, you you be there. You be there. You're All right. right. I appreciate you hanging out with me.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Aya. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. Hi-ya!